Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chugger Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. As we enter into the high risk period for blowfly and sheep farms, we need to consider the preventive measures that are available. To discuss this in a bit more detail, I'm joined by Chuggers advisor Tom Call. Tom discusses some of the predisposing factors and why the coming weeks are a really high risk period for blowfly. We also discuss the preventive measures that are available, a number of different treatment options, and Tom offers his tips on how to get the most out of these products, both in terms of correct application and timing of them applications. Tom, thanks very much for coming and joining us on Ovicast. You're welcome, Kieran. We're heading into stage season where blowfly becomes an issue again on farms. Why does it become such a problem from now on? And maybe you'll take us through some of the predisposing factors we encounter. Right, Kieran. Blowfly strike, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's a common thing on, on sheep farms, and and most most sheep farmers would have experienced it at some stage or other. There are two main factors that affect the onset of fly strike, and the first one is the pre- prevalence of, of flies, and the second one is a susceptible sheep. So on the first one, weather conditions are a critical factor. Uh, the population of flies increases dramatically from late spring into midsummer. Higher temperatures and rainfall are risk factors, and attacks are normally associated with hot and, and humid weather. Um, I suppose the predisposing factors, on, on as far as the sheep's concerned, is the, the area of attack or the struck area, as it's called. It's usually a soiled area on the sheep or an area on the sheep that's actually damaged in some way, and that's what attracts the flies. Uh, shorn sheep and young lambs with short fleeces are not usually attacked, but as the length of the, the fleece increases over the summer season, so too does the risk of strike. Um, the area around the tail or the rump is the most commonly affected area. A low strike is also also importantly occurs over the withers. It can occur over the back and it can occur over the shoulders. Uh, soiled areas in the fleece are more prone to attack. Uh, uh, so practices such as dagging may reduce the instance of uh, of strike. I mean, you mentioned a number of ways we can reduce it. They are all very practical measures. In terms of control options on farm, there are a number of different categories of products available. Maybe we'll go through them and how they work. There are three major insecticides available for the control of fly strike, and they are the, the OP dips, uh, the synthetic pyrethroids, um, and thirdly, there there's the insect growth regulators. So, of the first two, there the OP dips and the synthetic pyrethroids. They can be used in situations where you have an established strike as a treatment, and they can also be used as a preventative measure. The third one there, then insect growth regulators are only used for control and they're not used for treatment. They, they do not stop the fly from laying their eggs, but to prevent the larvae from, from developing and that's how they prevent the future strike. I think in both of them cases, we, we'll tease them a little bit more, but getting them products applied early and treat nearly before they actually get strike is key with them. There is probably a bit of reluctance there with withdrawal periods early or as the season progresses and using some of them products, but I think you'd agree there is vital that they're put on early in the season. Yeah, the appropriate timing of the treatment can have a major impact on the, on the level of strike. So treatment for strike later in the season, once the blowfly numbers have already peaked, makes the disease more difficult to control. Early app, uh, season application before the blowfly population can increase substantially in numbers is particularly important. And 
to, to maintain a low strike risk throughout the year. You know, in some cases, it may be necessary to actually uh, apply the product more more than more than once. Um, the, the the period of cover, you know, of those different products can vary from anything from six to ten weeks, and on most products, but some of the uh, insect growth regulators given a cover of up to 19 weeks. But the one other issue that farmers have to look out for is and be wary of is, is the actual withdrawal, withdrawal periods on the products. Just like in terms of appropriate use of any of them products, obviously correct application, going on with the correct amount is important. Any tips there on how to get the best use from them? Yeah, like you, you, the farmers are spending, you know, they're not cheap products like, and uh, so farmers have to get the best uh, use and efficacy out of them like so i suppose the main thing is the product should be applied on a on a dry day for starters like um and the lambs to be treated should be clean and even some of them may may require prior prior dagging there's no point in applying the the product to real dirty fleeces you're not going to get the full efficacy of its of its use there like the correct application equipment should be used with the correct uh application head to give uh, an even uh, fan spray. The gun should be calibrated to ensure it's delivering the correct amount of, of, of product. Um, and the correct application rate should be applied according to the manufacturer's recommendations. So it's important uh, that you read what's on, on, on the tin and do it the way it, it says it's on the tin. Uh, it's best that the application rate you know, per animal be uh, a split and probably into three even doses and applied you know, up the back of each leg to the rump and maybe with a third application given along the back. Um, it's best that the procedure be carried out in a race maybe where, where the animal's movement is limited and you need to ensure you get an even distribution of the product, especially over the areas uh, that are most prone to attack. Just thinking, um, the, you, you mentioned yeah. that splitting application, and I'm just conscious too. Like you mentioned, you're handling obviously correct PPE and uh, protective equipment is vital because they are chemicals. But you mentioned splitting the application, and that's important because there is a tendency maybe for some to go to full application rate, whether it be 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, in the one go. The reason for splitting the tom into the three or possibly four in some cases. Uh, applications per animal. Why is that important? Yeah, it's just that you, that you get an even distribution across the the fleece of the of the product. Like so, you can imagine, like you know, if the farmer just squeezes too early on that trigger, like he could put he could have two thirds of the 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 rate maybe gone out in the one area of the of the fleece. Like you know, so it just gives for even more even distribution. Like and you can target the areas that are more prone to attack. Like. And as I said, like the, the, it's, it's a costly product. Like so, the other thing is, I should have said, was you know treating lambs earlier in the season uh, also re can reduce the cost uh, as uh, less of the product is required with lighter lambs. Uh, but in some cases, again, as we already said, a repeat application would be required depending on the on the year, the conditions, the weather conditions, and the the product that you're actually using. Just thinking, probably in terms of news for later in the season. Um, OP dips and plunge dipping will become more popular, certainly for other external parasite control. But there is a need in some of the cases for them products to have a sufficient amount of fleece to carry the product as well. So it's it's probably something else just to be aware of. Yeah, and and just in in the case of yos, like you know, I suppose now we're in the, the first week of May and, and shearing season starting off. Like so, farmers would be using. Uh, 
shearings as a means of control for a couple of weeks. Like, but as you say, like you know, a certain amount of the fleece has to be grown back before you're using before you're actually dipping the sheep. Like, so generally, it's three to four weeks after uh, after shearing that you, that you would be plunge dipping those yews. I think with some of the 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 other products that, that that they're using, like you can apply them if you want to, just straight after shearing. Like you know, there's no real need for work of the fleece in some of those cases. Again, it's all the, down to the manufacturer's recommendations, and and it all depends on the product that you're actually using. Certainly, something to consider. So, look, it's it's one of them issues we have to be very vigilant for in the coming weeks. Tom, I think you covered most of it there for us. Thanks very much for taking time to come on with us. Thanks, Kieran. Okay, we're going to wrap things up at this point. Again, I'd like to thank Tom for taking the time to come on with us and discuss the various control options for blowfly. If it to take two key things from it, firstly, get in early in the season preventative measures before we see the instance of blowfly strike on farms. And secondly, ensure we have the correct application method and follow the manufacturer's instructions to get maximum product efficacy. That's it for this episode. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.